welcome to episode two of the Burley Boys Fantasy Podcast. How are you guys doing? Uh, got a little fun episode today. I have uh, our previous baby boy loser, Mr. Mike Graham, and our two years ago uh, big daddy winner, Brett, on to talk about some uh, lessons that we've learned over the past few years since I've also been a loser myself. Uh, we are going to have Grant on. Unfortunately, he had some technical difficulties, but we'll get him on at a different time. Um, yeah, I'm here again. I didn't think I was going to make more episodes this quickly, but um, all the feedback I got was really positive, and I don't know, it's kind of fun to make, even though it's some work. But so yeah, here I am. Uh, before I get to the to getting to Mike and Brett. I want to quickly go over, I feel like I'm going to, before the season starts, just kind of quickly do some catch up with boring rule type stuff, especially for the new people. Um, and so today I'm going to talk about just some of the scoring stuff. Um, obviously, we are a half PPR league, meaning points per reception. Uh, so anytime someone catches the ball, it's a half a point, you know, so it kind of makes wide receivers, running backs who catch tight ends, all that more important. Um, and this is opposed to a standard league, which you don't get any of that. So just want to make that part clear. Um, so for for the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, you get six points for a touchdown um, in any capacity, running it in, catching it, whatever. Uh, it's one point. Uh, for 10 yards, every 10 yards rushing or catching, as I said, a half a point for any type of catch and also minus two points if they fumble it. Now, the bigger part um, is for the QBs uh, in standard leagues. QBs get six, six points for a touchdown, just like the running backs or receivers and tight ends. But in half PPR, um, well, I guess you don't have to. But in our league, anyway, the QB only gets four points for a touchdown. And that's just to kind of level it down a little bit or else quarterbacks would be scoring 50, 60 points every single freaking game. Um, Cause quarterbacks, you know, they get the ball every single, they touch the ball at least, you know, three, three downs, <laughs> every three downs. Um, so yeah, it's four points for a touchdown, one point for every 25 yards passing. Um, but they also do get one point for 10 yard for every 10 yards rushing, just like a running back would. Um, so those QBs like your Josh Allen's who can throw and run pretty valuable. And then they get a uh, negative two for interceptions. Um, shoot, I should have double checked. I don't know if they get negative two for a fumble. I, I would assume so. I think that falls into the category with the running backs and wide receivers. So, yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's just some quick scoring recaps um, that I wanted to go over. Um, so, uh now that we got that out of the way, let's bring in Mike Graham and Brett. Okay, I am here with uh, two of our previous league winners and losers, myself, Mike Graham, and Brett. Um, thank you guys for, for joining. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, we have a fun little section later to do. Um we were going to also have Grant on. I was trying to get every single winner and loser, minus Donnie. I don't know what Donnie's doing these days. Um, but Grant is having some technical difficulties. We'll get him on the next one. It's all right. How are you two doing, Mike? I'm doing well. 
about as well as I can be for being the baby boy loser. Yeah, I had a section. You said that you didn't want to say anything, but I'm kind of I'm going to call you out anyway. Do you have a message for for our boys as the baby? Uh, You know, I guess I just want to say uh, I got a little big for my britches. I talked a lot of shit last season. Uh, We all know how that ended for me. Was it the trade? Was the big trade last season? Was that the one? Yeah, I think so. You traded someone to Grant. See, we need Grant here. Yeah, I traded someone to Grant after uh, refusing to trade to Brett for a long time. And we'll get into that. That uh, Some of my, my tips revolve <laughs> okay, around this okay. point. Uh, cool. And then, Brett, um, you, you were the previous year's winner. You had a really good start to the last season, um, which I'm sure we'll get into in a second. But how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm Dandy. A little tired. Luckily not hungover. It was Bailey's 30th birthday last night. Um, so anyway, the first thing I want to briefly discuss, um, in the previous episode, we discussed Superflex and FOB, and I was just wondering if you two, if any, we can keep this brief, um, had any other thoughts or concerns about the Superflex or FOB. I know Joey and I got to talk about it. Um, it doesn't seem like anyone's super opposed to it, but you know, it's different. So I was just wondering if, uh, you guys had thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I'm definitely excited about uh, the Superflex uh, just because I was bored shuffling my defenses around. I was bored shuffling kickers around. Um, Superflex gives us an opportunity to, you know, interact with some of the more desired players out in the NFL and uh, I think play a little bit of a higher stakes game. And FOB is also cool just because, uh, you know, we won't have to compete for the players we want off free agency uh based on our standings in the league it'll be based on you know bidding a certain amount and you know if you really want a certain player and you bid enough for them doesn't matter what your standings are or how you're doing this season like all that matters is how much you bid for the player i think yeah, that's going to change a lot yeah I, I think as i said last week i think it just evens the playing field a bit more and uh adds another layer of strategy do you how about you brett yeah, I'm excited for the Superflex. I think that it's going to change the way we draft teams. Um, and then the, with the FOB, it's going to change the way we look at waivers and maybe cause for more trades and trust your lineups more. And, you know, I'm yeah. excited. I think it's going to be fun. I, I'm really hoping it does push even more trading because, you, you know, you're going to be dealing with this budget. And so, like, are you going to want to spend all your money week one and two, maybe hold on to it, wait for a late surge of someone in the middle of the season. And then, yeah. And the Superflex could also have some trade implications, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you, you know, you went wide receiver, running back heavy, and your quarterback situation is good, but you have three quarterbacks on your bench. You know, we'll, we'll see. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, I think the FOB budget is especially going to come into play late in the season. Um, I think it's going to be interesting when, you know, certain teams blow all their money right up front and then, you know, players get injured. We all know how fantasy football goes. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who manages their money well and how it pays off for them in the long run. Totally. And I don't think I said this last week. The budget is set at 200 and it lasts the whole season. 
but it does not roll over into the next season. You know, you start back at 200 in season five. So at the end, at the end, I could see people just like blowing, you know, if they had saved all their money and just blowing it in the final weeks before the playoffs, it could be, it could be interesting. Um, okay. So the main, the main, uh, stretch here, um, what I pitched to you guys as with an idea for, um, was because we are all the winners and losers, um, I thought it'd be kind of fun to go back and look over the past three seasons and come up with some lessons that we learned or tips, maybe not tips in the sense of like, oh, you should draft this person because we are still competing against each other, but just some fun. What have we learned uh, over the past three seasons? Um, It's a bummer. Grant can't be here. I'm sure he has a list on the next episode. Try to get his, we'll, we'll get his lessons in. But um, Mike Graham, you were our last, let's see, lose. You're, you're this year's loser. So uh, give us your first lesson that, that everyone should take into account. Yeah, uh, I, I am last year's loser, but the year before I was the winner. Uh, and my first tip is don't get cocky when you're at the top. Uh, mm. It can all fall apart in a matter of weeks. Uh Players go down, players get traded, you think you're making good decisions, and then suddenly something changes, and it's suddenly no longer a good decision. You set your lineups, you think your team is firing on all cylinders, and then it comes crashing down. And I feel like someone else in this chat uh, knows something a little bit about that. What was your streak again last season, Brett? I I think I won uh, the first seven or eight games, and then I lost (laughs) the last eight games. I think it was 8-0 to uh, to 8-8. Did you really uh, not win a single game after that? I might have won one. <laughs> I I don't really remember. I remember um, at work every day just telling Grant that I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. And then <laughs> it finally came true. I think I willed it to happen. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I remember just why. I didn't believe it. I mean, you had to have lost at some point. I feel like it's almost impossible to, to go undefeated. But then, I, yeah, just... Do you remember what happened? Like, did someone get injured for you, or was it just? Do you remember? I think I got. Uh, I was just unlucky. Just yeah. everyone I went up against had good weeks. I was like, gonna I was say going... I. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just gonna say I remember. Uh, you even in your losing games still having like 130 points a week. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm calling it up right now. Are, are you pulling it up? Yeah, because actually, I think you're right. Because I, I remember, I do remember you, like, every week, like, you would score over 100, which usually if you score over 100, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, I feel like my team hasn't, like, completely just crapped the bed. But, like, you're doing that. But then whoever you were facing were just like, oh, my players are going to decide to have the best week ever. Yeah, it's a sign. Um, it's... That brings me to my first lesson. I know we're I'm jumping the gun, but no, no. What is it? Yeah, go for it's, it. Um, this is just a game of luck, mm. and to, to trust your gut. Like I know the first few seasons, I get so caught up reading like the ESPN and CBS and like Yahoo rankings, and they all said the same thing. So I got nowhere with it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna trust my gut. When I trusted my gut, I you know, my team would fare well, I think. And then if I 
overthought it and got in my head, then I would definitely bench the wrong person. You know, my my bench outscore my my starting lineup. Yeah, to gut. piggy to piggyback off, I had a very similar one. Was your first instinct is probably the right one. Yeah. Um, because like you, like I spend, I, I mean, I just enjoy it. I enjoy like researching players, the new coaches, teams. I listen to podcasts. I do all that kind of thing. But like at the end of the day, they don't know either. Like, you know, like no one truly knows. And then you just get caught up in your head and you're all messed up and you're like, oh, and another big thing for me is like the... um like the diamonds in the rough situations of trying to find like the, when a player has big potential, I'm, I get sucked into that so hard because it's like, well, this player, they're about to go off. It's like, how about instead of playing the player that's about to go off? I play the player that I know is good, <laughs> yeah. but I get caught up in it. I don't know why. <clears throat> I've um, definitely caught myself playing people who had no right to be in my starting lineup because of an, a rumor I read on ESPN mm-hmm. and uh, it can come back to bite you real quick. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I asked this question to both of you. I mean, I don't know if you No, I know Brett, I know you watch the bears pretty passionately. Do you get more angry and disappointed with yourself about your fantasy football decisions or watching the bears? <laughs> uh, definitely my fantasy football decisions because I can control those. It just, it's just so yeah, heartbreaking to watch the bears just, just not good, Sam. As much as you don't want to hear that, they're just not a good team, and they don't. Well, do I'm going into this better. season. We're, we're going to get to our predictions of NFL teams later, but I'm I'm trying to go into this season with just like we're going to be last. We're going to suck. It's all about Justin Fields. That's it. But of course, on game come game day, I'm going to be yelling at the TV and throwing stuff. But you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, I'd just like to Fields. take this opportunity to point out my team name this year is uh, Fields of Dreams. Love it. If, if, if you don't draft Justin Fields, and it's a missed opportunity for you, Mike. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to try. We'll see yeah, if you, I can get to you it. Try, I you bet need... you he's available. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I've been doing some mock drafts, and he go it, it because of the 2QB thing, he goes like by the fourth round or so. That's but so um, you need to get do like a Photoshop of like Justin Fields – in like the Kevin Costner outfit <laughs> from Fields of Dreams or something. That would be very cool. <laughs> Just like the denim. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I get, do you guys, like I get the, um, I get the notifications from Sleeper on my phone during the game days. And I try, because I, I try not to look at the score for like the first few hours, you know? But I get notifications, and when my phone doesn't light up a lot for Justin Herbert got a touchdown, I, I'm like, oh, my team's not doing well. Everything everything is bad. Yeah, I'm with you guys on this one. I think my uh, my fantasy decisions have a harsher impact on my psyche yes. than watching the Bears consistently fail. That's the thing about the Bears. They are consistent. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I, very true. So you can you uh, can mentally prepare yourself, but you know, going into fantasy football, you think, "Oh yeah, I've got a great lineup. I'm going to make it work this week," and then it all yeah. just falls apart. I, I've become um, terrible on Sundays. I I'm on my phone a lot normally, but on Sundays, it's, it's with me everywhere. <laughs> I go, I'm always constantly checking it and looking at it, oh, yeah. and just watching Sam blow up in real time is always fun for me. Oh yeah, I feel like <laughs> I definitely. Do, am I annoying on the text threads it's on game so, days? If, if it weren't funny, it would be annoying. 
Okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like on Sundays, Nicole's always like, whenever I'm about to speak, she's like, is this about fantasy football? Because I don't care. Just don't tell me I don't care. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mike, what's your what's your second um, piece of advice? Uh, my second piece of advice is make sure you understand the punishment for last place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is uh, probably the most important advice I'll ever give in my life. Before you agree to the terms of the punishment for the season, really, I mean it. Picture yourself in your mind's eye accepting the Pooh Trophy, being in last place, and having to follow through on some (laughs) asinine punishment that we've established months earlier. Dude, it sucks. It like you you don't you don't think it's gonna be you, right? And then the punishment sounds funny, and then suddenly it's you, and it's not funny anymore. And then you see your name on the trophy and you're just like, and now like the trophy is gross. Like, cause it's like that. Poopy, oh, it's disgusting. It's that ploopy poopy plush. And it's been like sitting in the grip lock up. It's been sitting at my house. And so it's just like gathered dust and hairs. Yeah. And, and now it's sitting in my house where we have two dogs and a cat. Oh, so God. Yeah. Good luck for whoever loses next year. Yeah. I'm on my way to the Denny's. I, which actually I can, my one of my pieces of advice ties into this, so I'll say it now. Um, eating grand slams really sucks, and uh, <laughs> so don't lose. You know, <laughs> there's my advice do everything you can to stay out of that poop bowl. I know Joey was saying he was sweating so hard during that poop bowl because he's like, I don't want to take these nudie koozie pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. How's, th- how's that going, by the way? That's uh. Do you have it's an idea yet? Do you have an idea? I've had ideas, and then every time I actually think about following through on it, I'm like, oh, no, I might I might get put on a list for that. Or like, oh, no, <laughs> I, might, uh, I might be arrested for causing distress, too. I don't know. I just, <laughs> no one deserves to see this. I don't want to put that on you guys, but it's too late. I have to. You have to. Uh, so there's ideas floating out there. I just got to. Yeah, don't spoil. I, I'm I very excited. down and do it. I mean, I will if you had it, I'm not trying to put pressure on you because I can't because I took forever to do the Grand Slam thing. But if you did have them by the draft day, that could be fun, like to hand them out at the draft party. I did think about that. I'm going to try and make that happen, but no promises. Um, who's going to take the pictures? That's, That's really a question, <laughs> Sam. Is, is your girlfriend going to do it? <laughs> it's got to be Liz. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately breaks up with you or you can just go to you can go to jc penny you know like they oh yeah that'll go well <laughs> like a serious fam- hey guys have you ever heard of the espn body issue <laughs> i know i know i'm not an athlete but uh, you, you probably get a family discount you know or just convince them you're an esports artful, artful nudes taken mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right no well, i've got i've got lights i've got a camera i just gotta I know. See, this was this was a good one. This was a good group to do it with because like half of us are in the film industry, so I expect we expect some good things. Um, I'm still I'm still holding on to the um, the punishment reveal to the for the draft party. Um, It's an interesting one. (laughs) I, I have I have last week or on the last episode I said I hadn't quite decided yet. I've officially decided what it is. Um. And yeah, it will be revealed on the day of the draft. Um, 
I, I'll tell you this. I don't want to lose. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I don't want to lose for this That's, one. I, and you know what, Sam? You're already <laughs> ignoring my second tip. Picture yep. yourself losing because you Ooh. don't think it's going to be you. It's you never think it's going to be you. Yeah, but that's so negative. You know, but it's like got to be somebody. It does. I, Joey always thinks it's going to be him or Brett. It almost I, was. Al- I almost one of my lessons here was going to be um, don't be fooled by Brett because he always says that he's going to lose and then like crushes you when you actually play him. Um, I did. Brett and I did have a side bet last season for yeah, a round of golf. Yeah. Yep. And I paid for it. I, I drove up to Brett's place, paid for his round of golf. It was a delightful time. Um, but yeah. Dude, Which, side bets are fun. I wish they were out there more. Yeah, we should encourage. I, I really want to try to incentivize more side bets, but I don't know how to do that. I mean, it's really just up to the people, but I think so like not money. Cause there's already enough money on the table. Just, you know, just weird, funny, fun side bets grand slams highs of the face man i've been watching the dan patrick show and and a lot of the times they're doing pies in the face is that's pies in the face would be fun yeah well and i think a lot of us golf like the golfing round is a is like a friendly one that one's fun um yeah, because worst case scenario, I pay you for rounding golf. Oh, God, I, I got to play golf with you. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, terrible. Golf. Sorry. Terrible. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I was Sam of that. I had to pay up on that. <laughs> um, okay, Brett, what's your second? My second one, and it's what helped me win uh, two seasons ago, and you have to collude with Grant. If you make a move <laughs> that doesn't piss off Pablo, then you have not made the right move. It's true. It's what it is, oh, one way or another. And oh my god. You have to collude with Grant. I forgot that Pablo was so mad about that trade. <laughs> oh my god. That was so funny. Master Kush Pablo. Master Kush Pablo. But so so wait, so the so the lesson is absolutely find a way to piss off Pablo? I think so. Make a <laughs> make make a move. Is is make a move that you think the league would hate is the lesson. Oh my gosh. You know, you might not be wrong. I was going to say that's actually it happened for tip. it happened for Mike Graham because he traded Austin Eckler to the first place team last season. Mm-hmm. That's true, but that was a so that was who it was. It was at, you traded Eckler. Yeah, he ended up being Eckler. like two or three. He was the best player in the league. Yeah, for nothing. Yeah, he was like behind Jonathan Taylor. He was like the best running back in the league. I mean, that was a bad trade, but you know what? Actually, this is a good time to bring up the fact that. Because there, I think there is some confusion that when it comes to trading, like that there should be the league should be able to vote on it, and that is not the case. If two parties or three parties, if there's a three way trade, however many parties come to an agreement that this is the trade and they accept that trade, then it goes through. Like, no, you know, and the league can get pissed off all they want. That's how it is now. If there's obvious collusion going on of like, I don't know, you trade like Mitch Trubisky for Josh Allen, then yeah, come on. What are we doing here? You're, you're trying to tank or you're trying to king make, you're playing king maker. But otherwise, I mean, I, do you guys agree with that? Like if the two parties accept the trade, then that's it. That's done. As the commissioner, though, if it is like Trubisky for Allen, you can uh, mix that trade, right? 
yeah i have the power to go in and cancel it um and you know what honestly like if someone wants to trade allen for trubisky is that obvious collusion yes. what if trubisky's playing really well but he's not though he's not going to sorry i'm sorry any pittsburgh steelers fans in the league but he's not gonna be playing well yeah do we have any if, steelers if, if fans? yeah my mom um, i don't think she counts <laughs> Does your mom <laughs> want to join the league? Um, God, no. no. No, I hope not. I'll ask her. No, all Maybe right. The 13th player. So what's like a better example here? Um, I don't know. Like if someone trades Rob Gronkowski, who's retired and not playing for Tom Brady, then that's collusion. <laughs> and I'm going to cancel that. But otherwise, I mean, the league can express their frustration and even post-trade, the, one of the party members might realize they did make a mistake. A la, I'm sure Mike Graham semi regrets trading Eckler, but yes you, hit and accept, no. you hit accept, yes. you know, I mean, well, Grant did, you did help Grant win. I, <laughs> would, I, I did, was but... so mad at Mike for that. <laughs> I know you were. And actually so I'm just going to take this moment to uh, transition into my third tip, which is uh, don't be so afraid of King making that you make bad decisions. Uh, because actually what I was worried about weeks prior was Brett kept asking me for Austin Eckler and he had offered me some better trades than Grant ended up offering me. Right. Uh, and had I taken those that could have changed the entire outcome of the season, but I was worried I'd be painted as a Kingmaker for making that trade with Brett. Lo and behold, I ended up being a Kingmaker by making that trade with Grant. Yeah. So don't, don't let your fears about that get in the way of making smart trades or, you know, convince you to make dumb trades, uh, just do what you need to do for your team and don't worry about what anyone else has to say about it. That's totally fair. I mean, and what uh, Brett, I think was saying earlier, like this is like, it does kind of come down to luck. Like for all, you know, you trade Eckler away and a week later he, he gets injured. And then, yeah, I mean, that was actually what screwed me over last season. I was doing well the first six or seven games. I had a pretty good record going. And then I made a trade with Joey, and if I, I think this is how it went down, but I think I made a trade with Joey, and the player that I got from him immediately went down yeah. uh, with an injury, and I it just spoiled my whole season. I had nothing I could do to recover, and you know that Eckler trade was part of me trying to salvage uh, anything other than last place, but that clearly didn't work out. Yeah, um, which again. You went with your gut, which I think was our other tip. Two of us said that, I think, you know, trust yeah. your instincts, and um, and which I'm out, going but... to. What was what that? I said and it didn't work out, but hey, it happened. Yeah. So, all luck. But this previous conversation also, I had a thing. You say, find a way to piss off Pablo, mostly because <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and I had um, my, my lesson that I've been learning over these three seasons are that you, Brett, and Grant are the Gordon geckos of our league. If that's a reference to the movie wall street with Michael Douglas. Um, and he is like the wall street tycoon because Brett and Grant are wheeling and dealing out there and they are, they, you will get a trade offer from them. Like wheeling I'm pretty sure no dealing. matter what. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, it, I'm makes not saying... it, it makes it more fun. I'm sorry. It makes it more fun. And the thing is it, like with, Anything. We will overvalue our players. 
our best player is the best player in the league, and every person has that player on their team, seemingly so. And the way I look at it is I I look at it like I know what I should be able to get for it. Yes. You know, and I just want to me I'm just sick and tired of people, or maybe I can oversell. You know, and I guess it's the thing that with all trades. And, right, and I'm not saying don't trust you. I'm just saying put your put your smart pants on okay you know i'm just saying grant like there are times where grant is texting me and there's like it's like this and this sam trust me like this is this yeah. if you do this like grant okay. more so than me <laughs> yeah. grant more so than me because he'll sell you he'll hard sell you on it i'll just be like you want to come on just come on please 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 and then you yeah. say no all right fine yeah and then like that player would have a huge week and go told you so yeah um which I guess, uh, so so that's my so that's my other so my other lesson there is, and and like you said, Brett, I don't think it's a bad thing. In fact, I want more trading to happen. I love it when there's drama. I mean, that's probably why I blow up the text threads all the time. Which I guess maybe that's another lesson here is, or something that I think has just become a trend over the past three seasons is, on game day, expect a tornado of texts from Sam good and bad lots of dumb gifts mostly from the prequel movies of star wars and you know <laughs> that i'm sorry in advance you can mute me if you want <laughs> never uh, yeah it's, it's um, so much fun just watching you just live tweet mode. fantasy football yeah. yeah just watching like just someone just slip slowly and slowly <laughs> into like dangerous territory like is sam okay like if i don't hear from you like for like 20 minutes i'm like okay something bad happened to sam well to be fair and i don't think people really remember this and actually i have a future episode coming out that's going to talk uh talk about this stuff but the first season i was in the poop bowl but i luckily beat donnie and i only beat donnie because donnie wasn't paying attention anymore he went like two and ten or something like that like that season and then the next year i did lose and then this year was the first year I finally I actually got third place. I actually did really well. So you did super well. Um, I, I shouldn't be mad, but I'm an emotional guy. So what do you want from me? Um, all right. Either of you two have anything else? Any other lessons from the past three seasons off the top of your head? Maybe. I might be stealing this one from Grant because we were talking about lessons learned the other day at work. But uh, don't tell Pat Dooley when you're playing him. Because he won't, because <laughs> he won't set his tip. lineup, and, uh, oh. and there's like a guaranteed W for you. Oh my god! Yeah, because he didn't set his line. I love that he didn't set his lineup for like five or six weeks, and then he decides to start setting it, and it sent. It you know what he started? Someone out of the playoffs was it? You? His team was it really was good. That was he started setting his lineup the fucking week he played me and uh, sent me to the poop bowl. Love it. So, which is so good. I mean, to be fair, like Pat's team was actually really good. He just was wasn't setting his so lineup. So good. Uh, sorry, Mike. That is, but you know, that's the <laughs> it was a rough year. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, those are our lessons. Uh, some of our lessons uh, that we've learned from the past three seasons from your winners and losers, and hopefully, uh, the next episode I'll try to get Grant on, and we'll quickly go through his to to hear from our most current winner. Okay. Lastly, um, before we get out of here, this was Joey's recommendation in the first episode, which I think could be kind of fun for new guests. Um, Mike, we'll start with you. Um, who's your favorite team? 
because uh, surprisingly there are actually i think most of us are bears fans but there is some variety in this league um so predict the bears win loss record and then after that who do you think is going to win the super bowl and why uh favorite team is obviously the bears um for better or for worse for better for <laughs> usually for worse yep <laughs> uh but I'm going to go cautiously optimistic and say 10 and 6. Whoa. Well, there's 17 games now. Oh, there's 17 games now? Yeah, last year too. How yeah. is that no, cautiously optimistic? That's extremely um, optimistic. <laughs> there's no caution there. I so are you saying 10 and 7 or 11 and 6? I'm going to say 10 and 7. Okay. I don't actually think this. I'm just trying to put some good juju out there and see Love if it'll. It. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't bet against my boys. That's not right. Hey, you know, if they go ten and seven, the reason will be because Justin Fields is the guy. So, or the reason will be because I called it in this podcast. Oh yeah. Well, we should we should submit this to to the. We should. I'll send this to Justin Fields and Matt. Yeah, just not till after the season. Hmm. 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 I mean, this podcast is taking off. 18 downloads for that first episode. Uh, one in Belgium and one in Romania. So we're gonna <laughs> we're on our way. We're global, baby. As Brett, I think, joked via text, like we're gonna we're start gonna getting a uh, Quip ads and um, a Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace. <laughs> uh, what's that mattress company? Casper. Yeah, Casper. <laughs> and for whatever reason we're going to become the next game of thrones people are going to follow our fantasy football league for whatever reason and all our drama um but yeah all right who do you think is going to win the super bowl that's a great question uh the jaguars no no i'm just I'm kidding. um <laughs> okay that's honestly i'm not really not really sure uh i haven't really been paying so much attention in the off season i don't really know who's doing so hot but i'm going to go ahead and say the rams so they're gonna do a repeat, back to back. Uh huh. All right. That'd be that'd be something. I mean, they're definitely gonna be in the top teams again for sure. Yeah, I think um, it's you know not entirely beyond the realm of possibility. It seems who are like they? A, a safe who are they bet. playing? Who are they playing in the AFC? The, the Jaguars. Oh no, I don't know AFC. I'm not sure. <laughs> Jaguars versus Rams in the Super Bowl. Book it. That's my Rams <laughs> prediction. Brett, what's <laughs> what's your prediction for the Bears and Super Bowl? Um. Wait, which dog is that in your lap that you just pulled? This is Bogey. Bogey. Hi, Bogey. This is Bogey. Oh, she's loving the tummy rubs. He was just going nuts right now with a dog walking across the street. Uh So I had to get him. Um, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic and say the Bears will go 4 and 13. (laughs) (laughs) Four wins? Four wins. Are they going to beat the Lions? Maybe. They might go one and one against the Lions, or was it two or two and two? Yeah. Ugh. All right, four and thirteen. That's rough. That that might mean that Justin Fields sucked. Who's he gonna throw to? Darnell Mooney's fine. Okay. And Cole Komet will become the next Rob as, Gronkowski as the only <laughs> receiver. And they just got what's his face, Nikhil Henry. Is that his name? Yeah, I don't know. Great. Do we still have Jimmy Graham? No, he's gone. Oh, <laughs> he's no. forty years old. Oh, yeah, my Graham jersey is worthless now. He's really old. It's fine. All right, who's going to win the Super Bowl? it's my last name. You know, I think yeah, no, it, uh, I'm, I'm riding high on the Bills. Yeah. I'd like to see the They're Bills They're my second win choice. It. They're my second choice. Well, no. 
they were my I think they're actually gonna win, but my heart, as I said in the first episode, is with the Chargers. I would love to see the Chargers. There. I'd like to see the Chargers. I think a Bills Chargers AFC championship game would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Who do you think will represent the NFC? It's kind of hard to go against the Rams, right? Yeah. Because what do you have? You have the Rams or Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. The Packers. Maybe. But like off the top of my head, I think you know, yeah, but who's there? Like I don't know. The the NFC is like kind of a wasteland. The AFC is so much more interesting and better. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of soft now, doesn't it? I'm trying to think who else would would be. Because obviously the Packers are gonna win the North, right? I guess the yeah, 49ers well, are there, some, but but they're the betting uh, books, I think the sports books um are the Vikings are on the rise, actually. Vikings uh, are for on the, the NFC rise. North. But they're not going to win. Like no. it's a first-year head coach. Like they might, they'll probably make the playoffs, but they're not going to go deep. I don't know. Well, I don't know. You can't uh, count out a first-year head coach. Remember Mark Trustman's first season? No, because I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the dark times. Trustman had a good first season. Matt Maggie had a good first season. Yeah, that's you true. Know, one, that's once true. teams, once teams figure out though, then that's when the problem is. Fair. Okay. Um, any other closing thoughts from you guys? Just in general, this can be about anything. Any closing thoughts? We're going to get out of here. I just want to say I'm looking forward to the draft party and seeing you guys in person and doing this face-to-face this year. August 28th, 1 p.m. in Joey's backyard. I sent out an invitation. I can send it out again. I think six of you RSVP'd. You don't necessarily have to RSVP, but just wanted the information out there. But yeah, anything for me, Brett? Uh, no, just looking forward to getting the season started. And yeah, I, I won't be at the draft party, unfortunately. No. But yeah. Well, that's a bummer. You're going to have to choose a champion um, to represent you because we're going to do a thing to determine the draft order that's not completely random. So we'll okay, talk we'll, about we'll, it. I'll yeah, probably, you and I will talk about it. Yeah. Um, and really, for anyone who knows they're not going to be there, because, you know, we have John Mike's out of state, you know, so we'll have to <clears throat> choose worthy champions that are approved. Um, and I might reveal what the thing is that we're how we're choosing the draft order beforehand, just so people can kind of know. But cool. Well, thank you guys for joining. Um, this has been fun. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sammy. Okie dokie. That's going to bring us to the end of this second episode. Um, Thank you again to Brett and Mike Graham for all of our wonderful lessons that we've learned over the years. Hopefully you guys took something away from it. If not, a few chuckles. Because that's what what I'm really trying to do here is just to bring smiles to your guys' faces as you probably are driving to work or going for a run while you listen to my sweet, smooth radio voice. (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry. Um, I'm hoping I have a... I actually now have a few more ideas uh, for pre-draft episodes. Um, So, again, if you're interested in coming on as a guest um, and, you know, bringing your energetic and smiling, wonderful voices... Uh, let me know. Uh, text me on the side. Um, 
I know a few people already have. Uh, so yeah, I have a few more topic ideas for pre-draft. And then after the draft is when I think the true version of the show is going to start in that it'll be recaps of the week. Um, and the true shit talking can, can really start. So yeah, that'll be fun. Before I forget, because I totally forgot in the first episode, if you guys love uh, this intro music and all like the exit music and all that stuff, it was done by our very good friend, Adam Gilmore, and he has a link that I will post with the episode that he does a bunch of other music stuff. Friend not in the industry, could care less about football, but he was really nice enough to make uh, that dope intro song that you guys are hearing. So yeah, I didn't buy that. That was... That was from a friend, very talented. So go check out his other stuff if you're so interested. But I wanted to give him a shout out because it's pretty awesome. Alrighty, uh, until next time, see you later.